You're listening to the Emerald Podcast Network. You're listening to The Weekly Ponder. My name is Nagina Pirzad and I'm an opinion columnist for the Emerald Newspaper. And I'm Tanner Owens. I'm the current opinion editor. So every week we go through some current event topics, talking about what happened, who did what, what happened where... And it's week seven, and again, the news is a buzz. <laughs> um, so people are probably done with midterms now. I'm thinking some people have those random week nine midterms coming up, but yeah, midterm number two. Hopefully they're over. I know some people are either super confident in their classes or they're ready to switch their grading option from pass no pass. <laughs> yeah, this is the last week to do it. Yeah, Sunday. Everybody get on that if you need to. Um. But yeah, so some tragic news has been happening, some natural disasters, some human-initiated things as well in random places of the world. Um, One thing I want to start with is something up in the PNW, and it's interesting because so when you take your classes, right, you don't think you're ever going to use this material again, right? But... I mean, sometimes. Think again. (laughs) (laughs) So recent news came out about Mount St. Helens, right, up in Portland up in portland up in washington (laughs) and everything came rushing back to me about geology 306 volcanoes and earthquakes so over the last eight weeks a swarm of more than 130 earthquakes have been detected beneath the volcano in washington Um, and this information came from the guardian and that's pretty scary right the thing is is that all of these little shakes that have been happening have been extremely weak right like nothing too major like Washington state itself hasn't really felt anything. They've been around like 0.5 magnitude or less. Um, the largest that was experienced was 1.3 on the Richter scale. However, um, what's a little scary though is that seismologists um, and volcanologists are saying that more and more shakes are happening as days go on. This could be bad. This like they can't really tell right now. This doesn't necessarily mean that the volcano is going to erupt anytime soon, but it does mean though that magma is... Um, like intruding into the different chambers of the volcano. And I know this because I'm an expert. I took a class on it. (laughs) So this is like the beginning of some new changes that could be coming. The thing is, is it can be, but this can also be happening for the next few decades. You never know. Um, So that's what's happening up in Washington right now. Um, So we never know. I think the seismologists and volcanologists will be keeping a close eye on it. Just because of the eruption that happened in 1980, it was May of 1980, um, when Mount St. Helen erupted and it was completely destructive. So many people died. It has erupted since then, but not to that capacity. Are you scared about natural disasters? I know the whole earthquake thing that's supposed to be happening off the coast of Oregon is also in talks. Yeah, I don't know. That's kind of the least of worries for me right now, just with so many things happening around the world by other people. Like you said, some people causing terrible things to be happening. I feel like that's more on the forefront and like political issues right now. I mean, climate change definitely is affecting all this. So in all, yes, but natural disasters specifically in little Eugene, I'm not too worried. It's hard because it's like you're not going to know when it happens. So why like be sitting here worrying about it? Right. I think it's like interesting hearing about the people. What is it like the the preparers, the people who prepare for these days? Like emergency preparedness yes. teams. I'm like envious of them because I don't feel like I'm prepared for like something like this to happen yeah i went to an awesome event here in eugene where it's like first responders are going to be on your bikes and it's because there's going to be like streets are not going to be able to work and everyone's going to have to be 
moving their bikes across rivers. So there are people like oh lifting gosh. their bikes across rivers and like having to pull pulley themselves across. And it was a pretty cool event. But wow. there's like a whole team of people for the city government of Eugene who's just prepping that for the whole city. It's like post-apocalyptic kind of. Yeah. That's scary. Oh, natural disasters. But like I said, a lot of the devastation that happens on this earth is also um, human initiated. It's not all about nature. Um, so right now there's been a lot of stuff and catastrophe happening in Brazil and specifically in Rio de Janeiro. Janeiro? I don't know. I don't want to pronounce it wrong. <laughs> um, so this city was chosen for the 2016 Summer, Olymp- Summer Olympic site. Um, it's also where the World Cup happened two years ago. So they're gearing up for another international event. Um, but sadly, it's really tearing the city down right now. Um, Infrastructure-wise, health-wise, like Zika virus is very alive and active there. There's so much pollution right now in their local water. And then there's also violence happening right now with a lot of their like rebel groups and um, mobsters and bandits and a lot of those words have been thrown out in recent media. Um, And it's interesting because on May 8th, there is a famous soccer player. I don't know if you keep up with Brazilian soccer. I don't, but... He came up in the news. Um, He's a Brazilian icon and this like huge soccer person, (laughs) athlete. Um, His name is Rivaldo Ferreira. And he went public on May 8th with a statement on Instagram and as a picture of a 17-year-old girl. And it was all written in Portuguese, um, but parts of it were translated um, in a recent article. And it said something along the lines of like people like, this 17-year-old girl are being killed for no reason, completely innocent, just by, like, the city mobsters in Rio, just because people are acting out with everything that's going on. People are getting kicked out of their houses so that more housing is being built for the events that are coming up. They're trying to make the city look really nice, but it's sending them into utter disarray right now. Um, yeah. That happens a lot for these countries that get these big international events. They start to just pump all the money into that specific thing. Don't worry about anything else because they're in like the whole world is watching them and they think they need to really make their country great for this thing. So really like you can just see I've seen old pictures of these Olympic stadiums and right near the stadium is just some like slums because they have just pushed it off. They've pretty much built walls so that all the visitors can't see it when they're there. But yeah. it's a reality for all these people living in that country. It's happening in Brazil. It happened in Russia when mm-hmm. Sochi was happening. It happened all over China when the Olympics were there. Um, and then his statement, though, on Instagram, it went even further. And he was in, like discouraging people from coming to Brazil this summer, telling people, don't come. It's very dangerous. And it's so ironic because it's like the world's most fit people, like, are you like are people going to be like still sent to the city right now where all this chaos and commotion is happening? Yeah. I don't know, we'll see. Um, but a little commotion has also been happening in the US um, outside of Brazil and it's not all about the presidential elections even though that is usually what people are getting worked up about these days. <laughs> Um, But since mid-April, it's been about eight weeks since a number of employees um, from the Verizon's Communication Incorporation, the whole cellular company, they have been on strike um, because of their contracts. And last week on May 8th, the protesters crashed Verizon's annual shareholder meeting, and this was in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Um, Hundreds of them just rushed the meeting, 
and they are calling for things um, such as offshore call center jobs, job relocations, and healthcare coverage. So a lot of the basic needs for these types of unions, right? But there are thousands of workers. There's up to like 40,000 workers. There's thousands of protests happening in other random cities in the U.S., not just in Albuquerque. And it's a big deal because all of these workers, they are they have around 1.3 billion dollars of Verizon's like entire shareholdings in general so like what happens Verizon can't lose all these workers right. they but they're to, without contract right yeah. now they've got to come to some sort of middle point yeah and be able to negotiate something exactly I mean, it's hard for the big corporations they never want to give in but sometimes it's you got to do the right thing or the corporation is going to go down the drain. Totally. Well, I feel like these types of protests happen so often, especially with union workers. Like, do you remember on campus when the whole GTFF strike was happening? And for so long, right? Classes were canceled Mm -hmm. because they were fighting for, like, things like healthcare. And the university didn't want to give in for so long. Exactly. It was like health health need or leave, paid leave or something like that. Like, basic needs that people should be getting. I think I just think it's crazy because for the amount my parents pay for our family plan with Verizon, like I think we should be getting health care too, you know. <laughs> just saying. I mean, even with how much we pay for UO tuition, maybe some health insurance here and there through the UFO would be nice. But, you know, more important things are being funded at school, like the athletic program, because they're so poor. They need money. <laughs> Um, But because of the money that the athletic program has, we are allowed to have events like the Oregon Twilight Meet. And on May 6th at Hayward Field, there were high school and college students and alumnus athletes who came together for the 2016 Oregon Twilight Invitational Meet. Um, So invitation only is tray exclusive. (laughs) And, yeah, so it seemed like it went really well. There were competitions happening. (laughs) Discs were thrown. People were jumping and running. It sounded like a treat. (laughs) Um, I think it was really cool because of ex-Duck, Ashton Eaton was here. Oh, nice. The gold medalist. Like, damn. (laughs) Yeah, he's our Olympic star. Right? He ran in a 400-meter um, competition. He got second place, though, sadly. Who beat him? Do you know? I forget his name. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he he broke a record, though, a meet record um, with running this 400-meter meet, and it was 45.78 seconds. And that was only second place, so I can only imagine. I can probably also read <laughs> what first place got. <laughs> but yeah, so he got runner-up, pun intended. So that's a few news bits from different corners around the world. How are you feeling about hearing all of this? Yeah, I mean, this is kind of maybe not the news that everybody hears about, like the Verizon corporations. Like, I haven't heard anything about that yet. Even being up here in Oregon, I have not heard very much about this new activity in Mount St. Helens. And that's stuff that people need to know about. Like, this is important, even if it's not the big nice news we want to see like the kardashians on cnn because that's freaking always happening lately but uh i don't know i think this is kind of stuff that people need to hear even if it's maybe not the biggest groundbreaking news totally where do you usually get your news from you know i usually get my news from oregonian register guard to stay local but then i like to do cnn and i like to get over to fox news just to see what they're see what's happening (laughs) oh totally it's always good to know both sides (laughs) 
Yeah, I think it's great to have a variety of different news topics, different countries, you know, get out of domestic news for a bit and local yeah, news. Yeah, BBC, one of my favorites. I love getting oh, updates totally. from BBC. Yeah, it's it's really, it's interesting. I feel like a lot of people our age don't do that enough, right? Yeah, no, for sure. They just share whatever they see on Facebook first. Yeah. Even if it's from something that's not credible at all. <laughs> Facebook sharing. Oh, too much. I hate it. <laughs> well, thank you for listening to our little ponder about these news topics this week. A lot of big stuff is happening. The world is being shaken up. <laughs> yeah, we've only got a few of these ponders left because we're both going to graduate in a couple of weeks. So make sure you guys tune in for our last four that we have coming up. Yes, and look forward to a yearly ponder by yours truly. <laughs> yes. A wrap-up of what happened this year, my senior year. So much has happened. I'm excited for that one. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you for listening again. You can follow me on Twitter at Nagina Pepina. And you can follow me on Twitter at T underscore Owens 21. Thank you for listening. 